Hey guys, what the fuck is up? It's Spilly and welcome back to No Bleeps. This has uh, been a crazy week, honestly, you guys. I feel like so much has happened on the internet and something that I really feel so passionate about talking about is this Paris Hilton documentary. I watched the extended cut version. It's on YouTube Premium and it is almost two hours long. And there is a free version that you can watch that I think is just one hour and 45 minutes long. But I sat through this and I just feel emotional, you guys. I just watched it. I took notes throughout the entire thing because everyone was telling me I need to watch it. And the message is very strong. And I think that this is super relevant because it's the things that are discussed in this are still happening and the message needs to get out there because this is even relevant to YouTube because this is something that happened to a YouTuber's child this year and we've discussed it and you know we'll break it all down but gosh you guys I literally am getting emotional like I want to cry thinking about what I just watched and Paris Hilton and all of this stuff I just I never really knew Paris Hilton like this. I've never seen her and no one has. That's the point of this documentary is that no one has seen this side of Paris Hilton. I feel like she's always kind of been a little bit of a mystery. I grew up, I watched The Simple Life with her and Nicole Richie and I knew about her, you know, being rich and that her grandfather owned this incredible hotel empire. I'm sure if you guys have ever looked into hotels, you've seen a Hilton hotel somewhere, somehow. Like the name Paris Hilton is iconic. Everyone has heard of it at some point in some time and it's associated with luxury, perfection, and you know, there's just nothing that gave you any bit of like real life or any bit of trauma like you just could not ever see any of that by looking at Paris Hilton and it truly just goes to show you that you cannot judge a book by its cover you don't know what other people have been through and you don't know what people are going through still so I think that this honestly the biggest takeaway is that you just really can't judge people. You really have to be understanding of everyone. And, you know, if someone is rude or nasty or whatever, you just truly just got to think to yourself, you know, I I wonder what they've been through. And maybe you giving a little bit of compassion could help them in some way or somehow. But that's just kind of something that I want to spread in today's podcast is just that we should be nice to everyone. We don't know what other people are going through. And... Ah, gosh, this situation is crazy. So let's just dive right on into this whole documentary. In the beginning of the documentary, they're really talking about Paris playing this character. And her mom mentions that she doesn't even know where this voice came from because there's throughout this documentary, I mean, Paris is talking in her regular voice, which is something that people have never heard of. I've literally never heard of Paris talking normal, which is insane to think about. Um, her regular, I think like on camera voice is very like, hi, like I'm Paris Hilton. Like, hey, hi loves, hi bitches. It's very high pitched, very soft spoken and very lovely. And her mom is saying like she doesn't know where this voice came from and if 
almost seems like when she's on camera or she's in public, she's putting on this mask and also she's pretending to be dumb. Like she's acting this character that is dumb. Like she doesn't know anything. And that's very apparent if any of you guys have ever watched This Simple Life with her and Nicole Richie. The whole point of the show is like two rich bitches go into middle America and try to work you know, either they're going to be housewives one day or they're going to be working on a farm the next. And they have to basically learn how to do jobs. I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, compared to lavish lifestyle, they need to learn to be middle class America. During that time, like they were acting like they didn't know how to do anything. Like breastfeeding was a foreign concept to them and having to clean the house seemed like a foreign concept to them. And I think that was what made the show what it was because it was very interesting to see like, oh my God, ha ha ha, like these girls don't know anything. Like they're so spoiled. And that really added to the reputation that they just don't know what reality is and that they have this picture perfect life and they don't know a struggle. And it's obvious through this documentary that is so far from the truth and they didn't touch on her relationship with Nicole Richie at all in this. This is truly about Paris's journey. And this whole thing has to do with a movement called Break Code Silence. And it's all based upon this school that Paris Hilton went to called Provo Canyon. It is in Utah. And I just, I feel sick to my stomach hearing about the things that happen at this school. But finally, a lot of people that are survivors of this school are coming out and speaking out. And they got Paris to finally break through the walls of this fake voice, dumb girl aesthetic that she's created for her brand and use her platform to stand up for this school. The kids that are still going to this school that are literally eight and nine years old. That's like the as young as they go. This school's caused such trauma for these kids. It's crazy. I mean, the way that Paris acts today, the reason why she is the way that she is, is because of this school. And the most I've really ever known about her is truly just the simple life and the fact that she's so lavish and rich and then that she's been engaged a bunch of times. And I think a bunch of people have always been like, why? And she begins to say that she's always had reoccurring nightmares. Nightmares of two people coming into her bedroom and saying, do you want this to happen the easy way or the hard way? And she tries to run. And this is absolutely horrifying. She says she has these dreams almost every single night. Slowly throughout this, we're getting stuff from the past where she, at one point in time, had a sex tape. And that was really, really bad because her mom and her dad always wanted her to be this elegant, poised, posh girl. And she went to etiquette classes. They always had to be seen as like the very girly girls, dressed nicely, always proper, had great manners, and her sister and her always had to be perfect. Perfection was expected. Their parents were strict. No late curfews, no school dances, no makeup, no dating. 
And eventually she cracked. That's kind of just what she said. She just said, you know, basically, fuck you guys. I'm going to do me. And she rebelled. She just went crazy. She was at clubs. She was partying. And her sister said that her mom would stay up late at night and be so freaked out because obviously it was going to be like in the tabloids and the papers. And her mom would call around all of the clubs and threaten them because her daughter was there. And... Because of this, her mom finally sent her away to an outdoor wilderness program. And these outdoor wilderness programs are like emotional growth schools. We talked about this a couple of months ago. We talked about this YouTube family called Eight Passengers on my channel where the mom, Ruby, and the dad, Kevin, I believe, sent their son away to an outdoor wilderness program in Arizona called Anasazi. That is where they sent their son, and it is basically a wilderness program to treat troubled teens. And he lost like a bunch of weight when he went there, and he said he like broke something. I don't remember what he said he broke, but you know, you're just outside and you have to learn how to live on the land and make food and stuff for yourself with fire and it's just terrible i mean it's terrible it sounds like torture and they try to say on the website that it is an intervention program basically that helps children learn how to be independent and be on their own but this is absolutely traumatizing for some people i mean seriously and he got sent there because he just like pranked his little brother and here they are, you know, Paris talking about how she ended up getting traumatized by places like this. I just, like, these places are not actually created by therapists. And, you know, like, when you go on the website, there's nothing from an actual therapist that says this will work. It just seems very religious-based. And this is not to knock anybody that is religious because that is not what I'm doing here. This is truly just people that want to control children. And I just don't think that they think kids have valid feelings. I was having a conversation the other day that if I have kids in the future, I want to do gentle parenting, which is a parenting style that is honestly becoming more and more popular where you really try to talk it out with your child. If your child is throwing a tangent, if your child is, you know, throwing things, I've seen this guy. I'm not crazy, you guys. I have friends that have kids and they also do this parenting style. I've seen it in person and I've seen it executed so well where they sit down and they're like, why are you feeling this way? That didn't make me very happy when you threw that. And I just want to know why you're feeling so frustrated, why you're feeling so upset. And the kids will actually, after some time, learn to be like, I didn't like this when mommy said I had to finish my dinner because I don't want to finish my dinner. I want to eat a cookie right now. And then you just kind of have this conversation and explain. And then throughout time, they kind of just know that they can tell you things and trust you with their feelings. I know I don't have kids. I don't have any room to talk. And probably a lot of people are like, bullshit, that doesn't work. Kids are crazy. They're going to throw tantrums no matter what. But trust me, you guys, I've seen my friends do this. I've seen it executed well. And I also believe my parents were the same way. I never had any harsh punishments. My parents always wanted to talk things out with me. And I 
through that have always been super open and honest with my parents, been able to tell them everything going on in my life and never felt like they were going to be super mad at me to the point where they were going to kick me out or anything. And I know that is like a luxury to have and I feel so blessed. I know that people are raised different ways and a lot of the times people can't really be open with their parents or they feel really judged or they feel like they can't open up. And I think nowadays there are a lot more outlets, places that you can call and vent to or I just, I just feel like talking about your feelings should be more accepted. That's pretty much where I'm coming from. If you can't talk to your family, you should talk to your friends, people around you, anyone, because holding things inside is not okay. And the message that these places are sending is that you cannot express your feelings, period, end of story. And that it is bad entirely to share your feelings. Your feelings are not valid and they use fear tactics and it's just not good. It's not good at all. I understand that there's some really troubled people that come to these places like they are addicted to drugs and alcohol and all of that stuff in their teenage years but i truly feel like there's meaning and reason behind why they're doing the things that they're doing and it needs to be talked about not suppressed by making them build fires like i just don't see the correlation of building a fire and being outside with no clothes no food no nothing that's really not gonna help you i just i yeah that's just my opinion hopefully i don't get canceled guys because i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm scared i feel like anytime i'm trying to be super honest on the podcast i'm just scared people are gonna be like at me but i don't know i'm just gonna be myself but Going back to this entire Paris Hilton situation is that once she went to the school, she stopped trusting her parents and her parents, you know, kept sending her back to the school even when she begged to stay at home and she tried to escape these emotional growth schools and they would just keep sending her back and they didn't believe her when she kept saying that they were just not a good place to be and that they were torturing her and that you know, one time she escaped and the people that were working at this camp caught her and they just came back and she said they beat her and her friend up in front of everyone to kind of just set an example of this is what's going to happen if you try to leave. So through this, she just stopped trusting people. And this entire situation has led to why she really can't experience real life love and why she can't trust people in relationships. She has a hard time opening up and being herself and trusting the people that she's dating because she feels like once they're controlling, she's like triggered again from all these people that wanted to control her when she was younger. During this entire documentary, she expresses that she wants change. She wants change to happen for herself because this entire childhood experience that she had is so traumatic and it's living inside of her and it's completely dictated how she has controlled her brand and acts the way that she has. She gets into a situation in a part of the documentary where she gets into a fight with her boyfriend right before her set at Tomorrowland. It's a really big deal for her to be playing at this festival because Paris is trying to be a DJ and she has to prove herself because a lot of the time people think that she's faking it. She's not actually making music and it's a male dominated industry. So people are trying to look for ways to bring her down but she had a fight with her boyfriend right before Tomorrowland. It kind of showed how when people start to be a little controlling in relationships, she immediately just pulls back. 
and is immediately triggered by things that she had happen in her childhood. And it goes back to these schools. The one school that really is the basis for this entire movement, this break code silence movement, is the school Provo Canyon School. Basically, her mom did not believe her that you know she was having nightmares and that she just took everything with a grain of salt. Her mom did not realize the things that were happening behind the walls of this school. And the things that happened are so traumatic. And one of the producers tells her mom, did Paris ever tell you that she was put into solitary confinement where they were treated like prisoners in this school? And her mom had said Paris never brought it up to her. Paris says that her mom thrived on making sure that the family was perfect and she didn't think her mom was going to believe her. I mean, her mom had literally just said that she didn't take anything about the nightmare seriously. Like, she took it with a grain of salt, so there's just no way that her mom is going to believe, like, the things that Paris was saying about this school. She's probably just thinking Paris was being dramatic about it. But knowing that there's other women that survived this school, other people speaking out about this school her mom finally is starting to realize what actually happened. And I think Paris feels also support in that through the other survivors that she feels like she needs to come out and be like, this school is fucked up because it's fucked up. Like, you guys, I, I just, I feel sick. From everything that I'm hearing, everything that they're saying happened at the school, I literally want to throw up. How this all happened at this one school is that her mom and dad, you know, paid the tuition for this school. And in the middle of the night, I had heard about this because when I was looking up the eight passenger story of when they sent their son away to the, you know, troubled teenage camp, this is one of the ways that they get troubled teens to go to the camp. If they don't willingly go themselves, people will come to the house, kidnap the kids in the middle of the night, and they will be taken to the school. I mean, could you just imagine you're sleeping in your bed and two men come and grab you and take you away. I mean, I just like, I, I think the biggest fear that I had as a kid was always being kidnapped because it's so overly emphasized in childhood that you need to be careful and people will take you and you need to hold your mom's hand in the grocery store and you, you can't go places alone. You can't walk away from your mom. And to be in your bed in your place of comfort and to have men come in and grab you screaming bloody murder and to look at your parents and see them just ignore you i'm i just couldn't even imagine like that that's true abandonment and that's what paris said happened to her and her sister said that the next day after that happened her parents acted like nothing even happened and paris was emotional talking about this i mean how could you not be i felt emotional hearing her talk about this is disgusting to hear parents willingly let someone kidnap their kid and terrorize them like that is some true trauma true terror to have been kidnapped in your life and to know that your parents let it happen that's i mean it totally explains her trust issues the reason why she feel like she can't fully love someone it just really all makes sense. She says this school was the worst of the worst. She would sit in a chair, look at the wall, and they would get hit. She felt like the people that worked there got off on torturing kids and 
they were giving her medication and she tried to not take the medication. She was like hiding the medication at one point, but they found out that she was actually hiding the medicine that they were giving her and she wasn't actually taking them. And so they put her in solitary confinement, which was like this cell all by herself. And she had to take her clothes off and go in there. The girl next to her was screaming. She was in a street jacket and her parents had no idea that any of this was going on and she was so angry at them and so upset she hated them for doing this to her for sending her here and she said she was there for 11 months and the only thing that saved her was thinking about what she was going to do outside of this world and that she was going to basically turn 18 and make this brand and be so rich that her parents could never control her ever again and she did that. I mean, she told her parents like right before she turned 18, if you don't let me out, I'm going to write a tell-all book about everything. And her parents let her out. I mean, it's sad that that's what let her out, that her parents like didn't want her to write a tell-all. But the reason why Paris is the way that she is, the reason why she put on this act and acted this certain way her whole life and in her career and her whole brand was because she felt that was her only way to be free is to make a name for herself and make all this money so that no one would ever tell her what to do ever again. And basically when I brought up the sex tape earlier, it really comes back into play here because when they brought it up in the beginning of the documentary, they were saying obviously it made her family really upset and that you know, she didn't look like a proper lady and she disrespected the family. But she says like things like that never would have happened if she hadn't gone to this school because the lines between tough love and abuse were so blurred for her. And this is the reason why she got into a lot of abusive relationships later on in life is that she thought it was normal to receive love this way. And she says about the sex tape that it wouldn't have happened because she if she didn't go to that school she wouldn't have been so lost and she wouldn't have been with like the worst possible person ever on the planet like she just would have maybe known what real love was or what good people really seemed like but all she knew was abandonment and people torturing her from this school she ended up meeting up with one of the survivors from the school, she later on in the documentary met up with a bunch of the girls from the school, but she thought that this whole story of speaking out about this school and what happened to her at the school was going to ruin her brand, but she finally realized that she needs to address this trauma, otherwise it's going to stick with her forever. And the school has been around for 50 years, and there are so many branches, like teachers from this school that Paris Hilton went to, ended up leaving the school and starting their own school because it's so profitable. I mean, just think like it's so expensive to get your kids to go to these kidnapping schools that, you know, they're making bank. They're making so much money. And I don't even think they have to pay taxes because it's like a nonprofit. And they're making so much money from these rich parents sending their bratty little kids to these schools and not realizing the things that are actually going on. They're not actually being helped. They're being tortured and medicated. And ugh, it's so frustrating. I just, I really can't even believe this. She says like making this documentary is truly just for her parents and everyone else to finally see like she wasn't making any of this stuff up. And she doesn't want other people that have been to the school to feel like they were alone in the situation that they can speak up. 
she was so embarrassed by the fact that she went to this school for so long and that's why she wanted to be seen as perfect and act the way that she does but truly now all that matters is helping other girls and she says like she doesn't even know what it would be like to grow up in a world right now where perfection is seen as amazing and liked i mean everyone wants to follow someone that's perfect and she says that she looks at little girls wanting to be perfect and act perfect and she feels responsible for adding to this generation of perfection and she really just wants to break down the walls and be real because she's been through some serious shit she doesn't know if her nightmares will ever go away but she knows that there are kids going through the same thing right now she wants to still be able to help them by sharing her message. They have kids, like I said, eight and nine years old still at the school and the parents have no idea what's going on. So she wants to use her voice to try and get them out and get these places shut down because it's not okay. Later on, a big group of these girls get together and detail some of the things that they experienced at this school. They want to take the power back, use their voices, and they experienced trust issues PTSD, abandonment, so much trauma came from this place. They were force fed, abused by the staff, cut off from family, restraints were used against them. They were mentally abused, forced to take medication, and they were constantly told that everything happening to them was their fault. And no child should ever be told to hide their feelings. It's sickening to even think about the fact that anyone would tell a child that they can't have feelings. At the end, she basically told her mom about the movement and her mom told her that she was proud of her and that I really think that this will help Paris evolve her brand into being a little bit more real because I just think this is a side of Paris that a lot of people will be more open to. Like the world is changing all the time and perfection isn't always what people are searching for when they want to follow people. I mean, a lot of people that I follow on Instagram right now that are moms are really showing the real side of postpartum and talking about their mental health. And a lot of my friends are more open to talking about how they're mentally doing as well. And I think if Paris Hilton is coming out and opening up about her stuff, I think a lot of people will be open to that because this is a truly change that needs to happen we need to be able to express ourselves this movement break code silence i'm so happy that paris is doing this because i think it will help her be just a little bit more free in her own mind that the things that happened to her were terrible and hopefully she can kind of push through some of the trauma that is in her life and feel supported because she has met up with these women that have experienced the same things and because she like realized where her trauma stemmed and is openly talking about it maybe she can try to tackle these demons i don't know you guys like it just breaks my heart that these places still exist and that they're still getting like millions of dollars and funding and millions of dollars Ugh just disgusting but i really want to know if you guys watched this paris hilton documentary but let's get into the q a portion of this video i know this was a rather serious video but i know you guys have been really liking this q a section so i do not want to miss out on it someone asked me a question on twitter and they said does it ever get hard for you to keep up with drama like when the whole thing with james and tati happened there was so much info coming out by the way i love your channel 
Thank you so much. This is a really awesome question. And honestly, when there is a Dramageddon going on, I'm constantly just on my phone looking for updates. And a lot of us drama channels do talk to each other, especially during Dramageddon. We're like, wait, do you guys know what's going on? What do you think is going to happen? We're constantly sending each other receipts or trying to come up with theories as to what's going on. And sometimes it does get hard to keep up with the drama or to make sure that you're looking at things like right when they're happening. I just turn on notifications for everyone that is like involved and for all the drama channels that I love and talk to just so that I'm constantly updated and know what's going on. But this past drama getting it wasn't too crazy to deal with because I mean people were waiting for Tati to drop her video and I just had my notifications on for that. And then when Jeffrey came out with his apology video, I really, I have my notifications on for that. And people were messaging me like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you need to talk about this. And I was literally taking a nap when it happened. So I had to get up and I was like, ah, but I don't know. I think it's exciting also. I don't think it's hard. It's exciting. A little stressful maybe because I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to find the receipts. I got to find this. I got to do this. But for the most part, you kind of just got to know what the storyline is, like what's basically going on why something happened, what is happening now, and what needs to be done. That's pretty much the basics of any sort of drama get-in or any sort of drama. And once you kind of know that and understand that, then you're pretty much good. So that's that question. I have another question that someone asked. They said, how long do you see yourself on YouTube? Baby, I'm going to ride this shit till the wheels fall off. I literally want to do this forever. Like, I love it so much. I love being able to talk to you guys about YouTubers. I love making these videos, researching, and being a part of a community, and talking to all my friends about this stuff. And I mean, like, drama channel friends, friends that I made just on Twitter, on YouTube. So I'm going to do this until I can't do it anymore. And that's pretty much that. I, you know, think about sometimes, like, and when I have a family, will I be able to do this still? And I think I'll always make time to do this. Like, this is my job at this point and I love it so much. So yeah, that's pretty much that. Someone said, have you ever thought about not posting a video because of what it could potentially do to someone's YouTube career? This is a good question, but you can't just hide a story because you don't want to ruin someone's career. I mean, I think in the news industry, if someone beat their wife or something, because this has happened a lot of the time, celebrities, there's stories that have come out where someone has abused their wife. You can't just hide that because it's going to ruin their career. You have to share that so people know. And it's up to other people whether or not they want to support that person or not. Um, I think that the public has a right to know if someone has a platform and they are influencing other people and people are looking up to them, like, idolizing them and wanting to model their every move. I think it's important to know who exactly you're looking up to. And a lot of the influencers that I talk to, their audience is young children. So it's important to call people out when they're making mistakes because you don't want kids to think that certain things are okay, like partying during a pandemic when you're on lockdown. That's not okay. And there's claims where people are talking to younger girls. You have to be aware, like, that's not okay. Do not do this. This is not okay. This is illegal. So videos that I make that other drama channels make, at least in my circle of friends, 
you can't be like, this is a terrible person. They're disgusting, blah, 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 like ruin their life. Most of the time it's for me, it's kind of just like, this is what I heard. This is what I've seen. You guys can form your own opinions, but I'm obligated to share with you guys because this is being talked about. I'm really not trying to do this because I hate this person. I'm doing this because this is the big conversation right now. It needs to be happening. It needs to be addressed. And hopefully this person can learn. I truly think that cancel culture is not okay, but accountability culture, making sure people can, you know, re recognize what they've done and change who they are or learn. That's kind of just how I feel about it. I'm really not ever out here to ruin people's careers. I'm just out here to let you guys know what's going on, let other people know who they're following and educate not only just the viewers, but the person that I'm talking about. So I really am not trying to be evil. That's just my point of view. But anyways, that's all the questions I'm going to answer for today. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for supporting the No Bleeps podcast. I love you. I love you. I love you. I will talk to you guys next week in the next episode. Bye, guys.